amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com.
15 statements. 1. I adore spirals. 2. I feel there are too many hard edges for people to break themselves against in this world. 3. I am all water and fire. My love is heavy and deep and warm. My angst is terrible. It must be minded. 4. Creating is about my own inner alchemy. Swimming in my water. Directing my fire. 5. I can pretend social grace is not native to me for only short periods of time. 6. My spine is a snake. She affects my movements. 7. I feel memories are stored more in the body, less in the mind. 8. I feel there is no technology higher than the wilderness. 9. Words and ideas are technology too. 10. I feel that our ability to regenerate is endless. 11. I feel that sex and conjuring are the same. 12. I serve only what and who I love. 13. My name is Francine. It's the angry diva of the angry, angry, angry. It's the angry diva of the angry, angry, angry. It's the angry diva of the angry, angry, angry. It's the angry diva of the angry, angry, angry. It's the angry diva of the angry, angry, angry. It's the angry diva of the angry, angry diva's radio show on Love Talk Radio. So what you gonna do? It's the angry diva's radio show with Triple Dark Goddess as the host. Yeah, baby. Welcome, everybody, to today's episode of the Angry Divas Radio Show. That's right, baby. I am your host with the most, the Triple Dark Goddess, also known as Diva Fire. And today is Moonday Madness. We're going to reflect, and I, well, I'm going to reflect, and you're going to enjoy my reflection on some powerful biblical queens. I wanted to remember, I wanted to spend today remembering and sharing with you all, you know, a little bit of my own journey and my own experiences with these queens of heaven. And, um, you know, these are our mothers, first and foremost, and our disconnect from them and the dissociation of divinity from them has Borked our concept of the feminine, our connection to the feminine, and our connection to one another as women. You know, I was preparing some notes, and I was thinking about something that has always been true for me, and I've always 
gotten along better with women than with men. And y'all know that. I don't care for men, you know? Like, men exist to serve the goddess, okay? And outside of him serving, he's useless to me. So there is no relating to or with men, you know? My relationships have always been with other women, um, you know, with the crones or the mothers or even the maidens. It all depended on whichever way they came to me in whatever season I was in in my life. And so for me, connections to other women is something that is validating. It's life-changing. It's life-affirming. And it's very, very much so how we're going to get out of this trap that displaces us from being the primary, from being the supreme, from being the first principle, from being the first cause, as that darkness upon the deep indeed was and is. So I wanted to talk to you all about my memories of one of my favorite queens in the Bible, and that would be, of course, Bathsheba. Now, I remember... Ooh, wait, y'all, I have always been willing to go up against ignorance, even as a little child, because everyone wants to blame Bathsheba for David being a whore. David is a fucking whore. King David of the Bible is a whore. Yep. He a nasty dog, low-down, dirty, big bastard. Yep, I said it, and I don't give a shit. Yes, I did. Now, move right along. <laughs> You had to know there was going to be some something somewhere. David is disgusting, all right? David had no damn sense, no self-control. He has no control over his penis. But everybody blamed Bathsheba for David spying on her taking a bath and deciding that he wanted, as the king, her brought to him so he could have sex with her. He impregnated her. She told him she was pregnant. He got nervous. Her husband, Uriah, the Hittite, was a general in David's freaking army and was off fighting a war for David. So he tries to have Uriah come home and lay with his wife like, okay, we'll just pass this child off as being premature, you know? And Uriah, being of strong conviction and willing to stick to his commitment, refused to come home just to lay with his damn wife. I'm going, what? We have war. What the fuck is this shit? <laughs> I was like, David lost his damn mind. I'm not going home. Stay my ass right here. We are at war. The king commanded me to be at war. I can't come home just to lay with my wife. That's craziness. She'll be all right that she misses me. You know, thanks, David, for looking out, brother. But shit, we are at war. So David starts panicking, right? And he talks, whispers to somebody else and says, make sure that, you know, Uriah is put in the pathway of harm. So the general is now put on the front lines, also that David can have him killed because David commanded that his wife come and fuck him, and he impregnated her because he had no control over his damn penis. No mastery and no control. You know? Oh, yeah. Y'all thought I was going to get in here and suck King David's penis. You had another thing coming. This is me we're talking about. As chill as I want to be, there's still certain things I just ain't going to. And I am not going to sit here and throw stones on the feminine because a man don't know how to act. There's too much of that going on. Isn't that, this is how you know this is about black people, all right? Black man can't do no wrong. Everything he do is always a black woman's damn fault. Somewhere she 
It's her fault the community screwed up. It's her fault that he can't control his penis. It's her fault that he puts his sperm into a fertile womb and, and gets shocked when life starts to manifest in that sucker. It's all her damn fault. It's her fault because she made him ass, his ass and made him black and male, and he's here in this world. So it's always her fault. That's how we know that this is our story. Look at this. And everybody knows it's our story because all black people start doing the same thing. If it was a white story, they would never, ever have blamed her. You can always tell when it's about a black woman. The black people know it because they start blaming that black woman. <laughs> David was a low-down, dirty slut. He had no fucking control over his penis. He was not behaving in a kingly manner at all. And we blame Bathsheba. I remember getting into it. They kicked me out of teen Bible study. <laughs> I got kicked out of kids' Bible study and sent to the adult Bible study class because they thought I was asking too many questions and they figured I wouldn't do it in the adult class. Wrong, wrong, wrong. <laughs> so I was kicked out of kids' Bible study. I was kicked out of kids' Sunday school class, too. And I was sent to deal with the adult class. They said there was more to my level. <laughs> so they kicked, me, they kicked me out of Sunday school quickly. I wasn't even a teenager yet, and they kicked me out. They <laughs> said, you need to go sit in the adult Bible study and in the adult Sunday school class because you are just jacking up all the kids' heads in here asking these questions. Where is this shit coming from? How do you even know to ask this? You ain't even been in church for two minutes. Who is this child? <laughs> okay? So they kicked me out. And they sent me and all my question-asking-ass being so to the adult Bible study um, and the adult Sunday school class. And they said, they said to me, baby, the Chrome mother's baby, we heard you had a bunch of questions. And I said, yeah, I do. See, Sister Nett says that it's Bathsheba's fault that, you know, David basically raped her. Their mouths fell open. Like, oh, my God, what? Wait, do you know what you're saying? Yeah. God damn it. Excuse me. Who the fuck can tell the king no? Huh? When? Who? Who the fuck can tell the king no? He's the king. We ain't talking about no dem- democracy and president. We're talking about a monarchy. The king's word goes and you're dead. Who could refuse the king? Ain't no choice in the matter here. Come on now. And I said that to them. Well, she had an option. We've all got free will. I said, oh, yeah, we've all got free will until a man decides you don't. And I look at women in their eyes. Everybody just kind of cast their eyes aside because, you know, crones don't argue. Stupid bitches argue and play like they're crones. You might be old, but just make you a crone, though. The crones ain't arguing with you. The crones are going to drop the information. You're going to take it or you're not. And the crones are moving on to something else. But they're not going to argue with you. They're wise enough to know better. We are wise enough to know better. We argue with you. I ain't fighting with you. If you're not wise enough to catch the pearl and know what to do with it, then fucking whatever. Let me take it and move on to somebody who might be worthy of it. And that is something I learned from watching those crone women in my church. They ain't arguing with me. They was like, yeah, well, don't we know it? So they said to me, how is it not Bathsheba's fault? Because 
it says that she was bathing in the courtyard or on her roof or some old shit. There's two ways it was explained to me, and I had questions about both. And I said, we're acting like the way that things are today in the modern day and time is how it's always been. I said, who would know better than you all when y'all's mamas and them and your grandmamas had outhouses? Anybody had indoor plumbing? There was no fucking bathroom in the house. It was outside. You know, things were different. Things have changed over time, yes. And when I said that, I said, we're not thinking contextually. We're thinking she just, I don't know, went with a bucket, stood outside in broad daylight with the beaming sun beating down upon her glistening skin and just washed herself. Like, David, watching me. I'm going to get me some of that king dick. You know, like we make it seem like it was something salacious, you know? And so we kind of padded back and forth a little bit on the topic. And I took away a great thing when I talked to those crones because they said, yeah, you're right. We don't consider the time and what the custom was. So somebody went and broke out some ancient old book and started looking through and confirmed what the custom was for that particular matriarchal plan at that time. That's what crones do, baby. Crones research. I love it. So anyway, the reason that I love Bathsheba, Bathsheba. The reason that I love Bathsheba is this was a matriarchal priestess from the bloodline of queens that ran the sacred sexual orders. The way that they describe beauty in Hebrew, they have two ways they describe beauty in Hebrew. The first way that they would have described, because that's that's the thing that is said of her, Bathsheba is very beautiful. And so the Hebrew text has only two words that typically are used to describe one's personal appearance. Um, and the first one is rather mild, and it means good looking. The other one, when it's applied to a woman's looks, is going to talk about her sensual appeal, her charm the bend of her waist, the crook of her neck, the way that her hair falls down over her shoulders, the heave of her bosom, her waist-to-hip ratio, the way that she walks. There's something in, yeah, in the manner of her air and the way that she walks, the way that she speaks, the sacred tone in her voice. Not everybody has it. Not everybody has an anointed golden tongue. There are some who have it. And that sensual appeal, it belongs to those women of that house. And so Bathsheba, you know, that ain't my house. You know what I'm saying? Thank God. I don't know if I can handle that shit. (laughs) But Bathsheba has always been one of my favorite queens in the Bible because she represents the sacred, sensual side of the feminine and the way that women can use their feminine power and wiles to seduce men without even trying. Now, on the other side, if she did take her ass out there with her bucket and wash, knowing David lecherous whore ass was watching her and she knew she had that power, why not use her power 
to go from being some general's wife to being the mother of the king's children. To giving birth. See, they write this thing, the flim flammers. It's a fake left, go right. But really, this was one of the daughters of angels. One of the daughters of the angels. And from the house Sheba, from the Sibylline house Sheba. Powerful stuff. Solomon's mother, we're talking about. We're talking about a matriarchal clan connecting to yet another matriarchal clan and choosing to blend gifts, powers, anointings, authorities. It's something far deeper than what we've been taught to look at. And all I ask, whatever side you fall on, is that you ask a couple of questions and you pay close attention to the little signs and symbols. I'm Triple Dark Goddess. This has been another Big House production, the Angry Divas Radio Show. Make sure you join us tomorrow for Taboo Tuesday because, baby, I'm going to rip it up with yet another one of these powerful biblical queens. We'll see y'all in here tomorrow. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you for listening.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.